At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Danny Burke here as well in our usual spots. I actually know I missed this, Danny, um, that apparently it has gone so poorly for Minnesota. I also missed the play in which Kirk Cousins' foot was stepped on by his right guard oh, yeah. under center, and so he just fell backwards. <laughs> this, has been, this has been an incredible day for the Minnesota Vikings. And yet still, the way football works, like football is becoming more like basketball. This is not an insurmountable deficit for Minnesota, right? But you got to stop shooting yourself in the foot. That has been the story so far, and you can directly tie these mistakes that Minnesota has made to the points that the Indianapolis Colts have scored right now. So again, for those who are with us, maybe just waking up here on the West Coast, whatever it is, 23-0 is the score. Minnesota trails Indianapolis 15 and a half is the point spread in game in favor of Indy with a total of 54 and a half. Colts just got the ball back, so it is a first and 10 for Indy. And I'm going to say this too, and this is, uh, Danny, this is actually a really big game now for Jeff Saturday because this is where I think some of the older guys, right, in terms of the way you think about football, would really start to shrink up and they'll go, all right, we've got up, we're up 23 nothing on the road. Let's just start running the ball and milking the clock. And those kind of decisions in conservative decisions allow other teams to get back into games. So I do wonder what the aggression level like for Indianapolis, who just ran it on first and second down to set up a third and six, right? I wonder if this conservative game plan, it's just the start of it, but if this is going to allow Minnesota to get back into this game. You're not wrong. And I mean, at, at what point would he kind of stop doing that if Minnesota somehow cut this, like if they got if it was 23 to 10 going into the second half would Jeff Saturday change his strategy, I think it would still take maybe a possession or two for him to not see success in the running game to do that. But you're right. I mean, he came out blatantly and said it, we're going to settle for field goals. We're going to run the ball. We're going to have the old school way of playing football. And all right. I mean, look, everything you've done right now has worked and you've gotten the benefit of Minnesota just being inept and incompetent, whatever you want to call them. It all applies to this crap team. But yeah, I, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, if we are looking at the positive side of it for Minnesota, it's just that. So uh, who knows, man? I mean, it's a disaster. Minnesota can't get out of their own way. You know, saying happy. they can pick up first downs too. Like Minnesota receivers can't even get past the sticks. Jefferson didn't do it on that last possession either. You don't sound happy. All right. 
Yeah, I know. I, it's just it's it's like funny because of how bad it is, but it's also like how can you be so bad? So that kind of riles me up a little bit. Oh, that's all right, man. Hey, man, it's life. So this is what I'm talking about here, though. Play. Oh, well, Pittman dropped it, but I do love. <laughs> so Matt Ryan, like so Matt, it's a play action pass, and it's you know essentially it looked like a deep. I don't know if it was an out route or a cross route. I didn't see where Pittman was lining up, but essentially a throw to the sideline for Pittman. And it looked like Matt Ryan was cranking up for like a deep ball. I was like, wow, man, here we go. He's going to load this thing up and fire it downfield. It was like 11 yards downfield. <laughs> that's, that's how it always looked with Cam Newton when he would throw too, because he'd always have such a big dip in his throw and then it'd be like seven yards. It'd be like, that was absolutely confusing. I don't realize how that worked. Yeah, the difference, right. the difference is like I think Cam Newton still had the physical capabilities of throwing it 20 yards downfield. Matt Ryan, True. uh like you put a lot of mustard on that thing to you got to pay him off at some point Pittman's got to catch that all right third and ten big down here for Minnesota again not insurmountable there's seven minutes left to go that was an incomplete pass too so if Minnesota gets off the field here gets the ball back this is not a game like like you mentioned and I think this is the safe part to say like if you can go into the break 23 10 right I think that's kind of what you're gunning for even a 23 7 wouldn't be the worst thing in the world but just to get something on the board and if you can get two scores here in the final seven minutes, that obviously be huge. But we're not going to talk about two field goals, but like a touchdown in the field goal or at very least a touchdown before the break, I think would do wonders for Minnesota. For sure. And look, even if your defense can come up with a big turnover like Indianapolis has done to you, that will be a Just huge like difference that. maker considering. <laughs> and there for those, it. see, I'm getting excited. Michael Pittman is caught up. I don't know if they caught it. Did they call him if forward progress stopped? Because that would be huge if that's the case. But Pittman catches it at the line of scrimmage, gets wrapped up by a Minnesota defender, is fighting, and before he goes down, fumbles the ball. It is picked up and returned for potentially a touchdown, although I'm not seeing one being put on the board here. So they might have called his forward progress stopped. And if that's the case, it's a brutal it's a brutal beat for the Minnesota Vikings because they are not yeah, putting I, this touchdown on the board. That, that I'm, again, you could call me biased, but I honestly thought that was pretty much in motion. Like that was, that should be a fumble. And by the way, hey, how about speaking it into existence? So maybe that's what we need for us back in Minnesota. But yeah, it does, I don't know. You're a little bit ahead of me. It doesn't look like they're going to give it to him, but yeah, that's a tough, I mean. Oh, they're saying he was down. I think that's what the call is, is that. It Pittman wasn't was, down. That Pittman was I don't down. Think he was down. It was close. On the replay they just showed, it was pretty close. I have not seen whether or not it's going to be the case. It doesn't look like the Vikings are really fighting it either. O'Connell is arguing, buddy, you have a challenge flag. Like if you want, yeah, why wouldn't you? Unless they called it dead. It. If they if they called it on the field, which I would assume is the case here, if yeah. they called it dead on the field, then there's nothing you can review, and that does seem to potentially be the case. And that's the thing too with these officials, like you can't blow those plays dead. You can't. Yeah. Like all you could do is just sit there and let it play out. And if that's going to be the case, then you can go back and review it because all scoring plays are reviewable and blah, 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 blah. But it does look like that indeed was the thing. Yep, quick whistle. It was blown dead. Vikings don't get a fumble return for a touchdown. And that is brutal. That's exactly what Minnesota needed. It looked like it was going to work out for them. 23-7 with six minutes left to go or seven minutes left to go in the half. And instead, that is not the case. So it's going to be a fourth and eight that the Colts are going to punt it away uh, right now. Uh, all right, before we get back to this game, I do want to update very quickly, Danny. We are at the break, Gonzaga and Alabama. It is a five-point deficit for the Crimson Tide in a high-scoring affair, 47-42, the score here. Uh, from a halftime standpoint, if you want to get involved here for the second half or if you're interested to see what's going to happen here in-game for the full game, uh, we're talking about Gonzaga 3.5, 167.5. From a second-half standpoint, you can lay 1.5 with Alabama. You land about buck twenty there over at BetMGM with a second half total of 86 and a half. So, of course, Alabama at minus one and a half in this one would put you at about, I'm terrible at math, uh, but I'll say at about a plus three for the game or so, plus three and a half, and it's exactly where we're at from an in-game standpoint here. Nothing really notable, I will say, in terms of keeping this, uh, keeping track of this game uh, from a standpoint of scoring or shooting or anything yeah. insustainable. Neither team shooting the ball particularly well. Gonzaga, three of 11 for deep. Alabama, four of 15. I would say the one thing that is worth watching here, Danny, as we kind of move into the second half, Alabama, and partly because of the way that they're playing, has been pushing the envelope in terms of getting to the rim and getting into some, uh, getting to the free throw line. 14 yeah. free throw attempts to seven for Gonzaga. They are 12 of 14 from the free throw line compared to four of seven uh, for the Zags, and they're out rebounding them too. So if they can maybe make a little bit more of this in terms of like, that's kind of the odd thing about this score. If I were to tell you, 
Alabama's shooting 44% from the floor. They have one more made three-point attempt. They have 14. They have seven more free throw attempts, and they're out rebounding them by seven. You would assume that they are um, leading this game. They're not, and the thing that's killing them, turnovers. They have committed 14 to the three for Gonzaga. If those things even out, Alabama should be in better territory here. Yep, exactly. The two biggest things is how Alabama's been getting to the free throw line, but that's been countered, as you just alluded to, the turnover battle, 14 to three. You can't commit that many turnovers I mean, in a game, let alone the first half against a team like Gonzaga. I mean, that's a well-oiled machine, and they're going to make you pay for it, and that's why you're trailing here going into the second half. But also something else that was kind of fascinating, JVT. So Gonzaga's largest lead was eight. Alabama's largest lead was nine. So this thing has completely gone back and forth between these two teams. I know I told you the only thing I would do would be leading toward the over in this game, but now they've scored so much, the number's really gotten inflated. So, uh, yeah, nothing that I'm going to end up doing in-game. And I I do think Gonzaga still kind of feels like the right side here, JVT, because of just a turnover difference. So uh, I know, I'm sorry. Look, I won't bet it. I'll just say it. Maybe I'll secretly bet it, but no, not actually. I'll still root for you, buddy. But Gonzaga just looks like the uh, more disciplined team up to this point. Should also note a couple of finals in college basketball. Miami taking on St. Francis. They actually closed as a 24.5-point favorite. They were tied 37 at halftime. Miami does pull away in the second half, though. That is a 91-76 final. Miami does not get there as a 25, 24.5-point favorite, but but they do win that game against St. Francis. Wake Forest and Rutgers. Rutgers absolutely demolishes the Demon Deacons. They're 8.5-point closing favorites, and they cover that with ease. 81-57, the final score there between those two. And those are the three finals of the early games, and we should note that we are underway for some of the higher-profile games here in this hour. We do have Houston and Virginia on the floor with one another. Uh, this one gets started. I've got Houston going off in this matchup. Uh, I'll tell you in like five seconds once I find it on the screen. Uh, but either way, uh, a 5 nothing lead for Virginia early, who closes a two-and-a-half-point underdog in this matchup against Houston. That is the highest-profile game that just got tipped off. Unless you had something big on Liberty, Bryant, and or Montana, Prairie View, A&M. Did you have something there? Uh, no, you know, I stayed out of those ones, JVT. Okay. Right. So uh, no thank you. For I, I know that you were fighting with yourself, trying not to get involved there. Uh, we show, I should point out, it's 47-44 Providence-Seton Hall. It's a pretty solid uh, biggest contest in uh, Seton Hall uh, trailing 47-44. All right, big drive, Minnesota Vikings, but they're going to shoot themselves in the foot again by committing a penalty. Not like it's that big of a difference. They have the ball right now in their own five-yard line. Um, but the mistakes cannot stop here for the Minnesota Vikings. This is big. Six and a half minutes left. I'll ask you this. You can bet these things. I'll get you the odds in a second. Does Minnesota score a touchdown on this drive? Uh, no, they'll probably at best settle for a field goal and we'll all quack, crack up about it and laugh because they should be aggressive when then they should. I mean, I know they have, but they've just done it in the dumbest ways possible. And I'm just thinking of what would be the most hilarious scenario that would make it worse for this team. So uh, realistically, no, they can't get out of their own way, JVT. I, and I mean, it's like Murphy's Law. Anything that can happen will happen. I mean, the fact you didn't get that touchdown to count off the fumble, uh, you had a holding on the punt return, you just got a flag out of the break. I mean, this team is all over over the place just terrible drive result punt plus 120 touchdown plus 225 turnover turnover on downs or safety five to one in a field goal attempt at eight to one all right we'll take our break on the other side thor nystrom finally i teased him like six times and he wasn't even coming up until the third hour he's going to join us next we'll get his thoughts on the bowl games that will be including the one that is set to kick off in about 15 minutes from now here in our own backyard my backyard uh the Eden stadium in las vegas At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that saying? with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The first pick six in 33 games for the Indianapolis Colts. Kirk Cousins is intercepted. It is returned for a touchdown, and Indianapolis now leads 30 to nothing over the Minnesota Vikings. This is cool. Like, this is kind of now, this is car crash territory. I want to see how bad this gets. I want to know how big this number gets. This is absolutely tremendous. The Colts right now, 22.5-point favorite with a total of 57.5. Now, I think, Danny, here it is. This is where it gets very interesting because you already got 30 points on the board. But this total is starting to kind of now, I, I would say, when you're reading it, it is starting to take the shape of what we're kind of speaking on here, which is even though there's 30 points here in the first half, it hasn't really bumped too much in the last couple of scores because now it's starting to factor in this massive deficit and the fact that Indianapolis might get pretty conservative here. I mean, look, dude, we got two special we got a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown here for Indianapolis. They did have a pretty nice scoring drive, but I part of me wants to play this thing under. But given the fact that Minnesota might start slinging this thing around, or I don't know, maybe, uh, and has put the ball in danger so much that this is going to be one where you're, you're kind of playing with fire if you're betting under 30, or excuse me, 57 and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just hoping at this point, if you want to take that strategy, JVT, you oh, just man. you got to hope and pray the Vikings can move the ball and score a touchdown. Then it'll adjust at least a little bit. And then you could look to bet the under. But uh, by all indications, that ain't happening. I was uh, I was laughing because Kirk Cousins did his like little jump clap like oh sorry guys I just threw an interception let's welcome in Thor Nystrom uh, who's nice enough to give us some time to get his thoughts on everything uh, in the uh, college bowl season uh, Thor the Wasabi Fenway Bowl is final uh, Louisville twenty four to seven was that game better than what we're watching here in the NFL where the Colts are just stomping out the life of the Minnesota Vikings. My response is going to come from a biased and tilting place. I'm coming to you guys live from Minneapolis. Uh, that, that was certainly oh better than, than what we're watching in this Vikings Colts game. I haven't seen a more pathetic opt-out uh, of effort and, and engagement all bowl season than we're seeing with the Vikings, and I don't, I don't think we will. They just showed up dead on arrival. They don't care. Uh, we should also, Danny, before you go, uh, it does remind me we should note that Justin Jefferson did go down with what seemed to be a head injury. Uh, they took him off the field, so we'll see if that's going to be uh, something that keeps him off for the rest of the game. Uh, with Osborne, by the way, with a massive catch that puts him down inside the uh, Colts' 25-yard line. And already, the adjusted reception uh, receiving yard total over on that catch. So go ahead, Danny. 
I was just like, I'm kind of like thinking they're going to overturn it. It probably hit the ground and unless, you know, they already snapped it off just knowing what's happened in Minnesota. But all right, Thor, uh, going back to college football, because this game's so distracting. Um, when you're looking at a game that's, you know, uh, coming up very shortly and you know, I was kind of contemplating getting involved in this one. And ultimately, I, I didn't really pull the trigger. But what did you make of that Fresno State Washington State matchup? I, I kind of lean toward this, maybe seeing a lot of points. Am I off on thinking that or? How do you think the rhythm of this game is going to go down? Uh, Fresno State's definitely going to get them. I, you know, I, I have a Fresno State minus three ticket. Not sure where the line is right now, but I'm I'm all over Fresno State in this one. Uh, you know, even straight up, I, I think I probably would have leaned that way. But especially with the opt out situation on the Wazoo side, it's pretty bad. Three of the top four receivers on a, a very pass happy attack for the Cougars, and when their quarterback is Cam Ward, I, I think he's super overrated. Uh, and then on their defense, they have a, a crap ton of uh, opt-outs as well, specifically at the linebacker core. There's so many that their Wazoo is forced to start two kids in this game who have never started a defensive game before in their lives. The, this is just going to be a tough uh, road to hold for Washington State. Not only that, both of Washington State's coordinators left for other jobs between the end of the regular season and now. So for me, this one's all Fresno State. Jake Hanner's swan song, I think he's going to get this done. I think they're going to beat – Wazoo by at least a touchdown and and maybe double digits here. Thor, what what's um what's behind this line move here for the Las Vegas ball? It's going to kick off here pretty soon because we're starting to see this get down to seven and a half now. Hubris, no. hubris uh, of the fo- of the folks betting on Florida. I think it's just a name value thing. Uh, you know, n- now you're getting more of the public bets coming in. You know, the the things toggle from ten to seven and a half or whatever, but. Um, I don't care. Uh, Jack Miller, the uh, the quarterback that Florida starting their third string quarterback, a guy who's never gotten within a 10 mile radius of a playing field before flamed at, at Ohio State before. I heard this narrative from people forwarded around like, oh, you know, he signed with Ohio State and, and Ohio State doesn't sign bums at quarterback. So, you know, he he, he should be good. And it's like they signed Tate Martell. Uh, I, I, I could go on, but uh, the teams, every team signs bus. And that it seems like that kid's a bust. If you go back and watch Spencer Rattler's season on QB1, you know, the high school show or yeah. whatever, Spencer Rattler would mock kids and say, you're not even as good as Jack Miller. Like, it, it was an open joke in high school that Jack Miller, his recruiting ranking was super over its station. I, I, I do a live show with Mike Farrell on Saturday mornings, the godfather of recruiting. We talked about Jack Miller today. He, he was Mike Farrell went into the reasons for why Jack Miller's recruiting ranking was way, way above its station and, and why he was so overrated. It's not just Jack Miller starting in, you know, in place of Anthony Richardson, just this this enormous, you know, cavernous drop up uh, the wide receiver two for Florida's out. One of the, the best interior offensive linemen in America in Osiris Torrance has opted out of this game. Their best linebacker, Ventral Miller, is out on, on what was already a crappy defense. Whenever Ventral Miller has missed time the last couple of years because of injury, Florida's defense is tick way down. There's 78 SP plus in defense coming into this game. They will assuredly be worse. Oregon State, I just don't think people realize how good they've become. Mm-hmm. They can play defense. They can run the ball at the very minimum. They're going to be able to do so here. I, I like Oregon State big in this one. Danny, before you go, uh, just an update. Justin Jefferson is back on the field for Minnesota. they got a third and 10 with 4-13 left to go here. And uh, now you can ask your question to Thor, who's taking shots at Vegas legend Tate Martell. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Tate. Hey, 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 maybe rightfully so. Uh, Thor, how about the New Mexico Bowl then? Uh, we've seen SMU garner a lot of attention in this market, up to a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Cougars. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I'm all over SMU as well. I was fortunate enough to get it at, at three-and-a-half. I wasn't fortunate enough to get it at one-and-a-half, which is what it was on Sunday night. I got a text on Monday morning that Jaron Hall was not going to play in this game, so I immediately just raced to my sports book, my, my laptop, uh, and it was it was three and a half by that point. And obviously, it's it's gone up a little bit, but you know, it, it had jumped up to what five and a half or so at its peak, and now now it's come back a little bit. I think the buyback is just on on name value, and it's not like I like super duper trust SMU as far as the team. But when you go from Jaron Hall to a uh, fin, I, I think they're going to start this Finnegan kid uh, transfer from Boise State, who's thrown like twenty career passes. That that might even be a bigger drop off than the Richardson to, to Jack Miller that we were just talking about. And BYU had numerous defections beyond that. They're also they're another team that has uh, their linebacker core was hollowed out. And for BYU, that I mean, it's almost even scarier because their defense was even worse than Florida's. Their defense was so bad they they blew up the entire staff after the season. Defensive coordinator got pushed out. Numerous assistants have left. 
strength and conditioning coach. They pushed him out as well. Um, SMU, they're, they're losing Rasheed Rice for this game. That That's their one big one, and it's a big one. I mean, he's one of the best receivers in America, but SMU does have depth at the skill positions. And Tanner Mordecai, this is his last collegiate game. Tanner Mordecai... He, He's not a physically super duper physically gifted guy. What he's good at, it's reading the defense pre-snap and then you know the first couple beats after the snap and shuttling the ball off, getting the ball into space against this BYU defense. You're going to break long ones off because they can't tackle anyway. What do you make of Boise State taking on Austin Ani, the 75 year old college quarterback in North Texas? That one, the side of it was a little bit tougher for me because I I did lean Boise State. My system leaned North Texas. North, this game is being played within like, you know, 15 miles or whatever of North Texas's campus. Yep. North Texas can do a couple of things that could give Boise uh, a little bit of trouble um, in terms of like explosive, <clears throat> explosive offense, offensive play specifically. Boise State, their pass defense, it's rated really well. Like every single metric you look at across the spectrum, they're top five. But Boise played a procession of both poor passing offenses, yep. but also backup uh, quarterbacks, whatnot. North Texas, I, I'm not a big believer in Austin Hoon, their quarterback, but they have three really good receivers. And Austin Hoon can at least shuttle the ball to them, shorten intermediate range, and then watch them run. They're, they're going to be able to do that a little bit. Um, for me, the play is the over um, because I know that Boise State's going to be able to run on that terrible North Texas run defense. And I'm pretty sure that North Texas is going to be able to rip off some long, ex explosive plays where they hopefully get scores without much time uh, running off the clock. So that's what I'm doing as opposed to doing the side. Hey, we got a, a little over a minute left. Anything deeper on the bull card that uh, better should be aware of from a line move or anything like that that, that, that interests you? Well, I, I mean, I like, uh, um, you know, in, in the next couple of days, I I really like Southern Miss. I, I think that okay. that game's today against Rice. You get that thing for less than a touchdown. I think that's a steal. My system has, uh, it's like Southern Miss minus almost uh, uh, two touchdowns. Actually, Southern Miss minus 14.8. So wow. so that one. And then I, I would also take Eastern Michigan. Um, I, I think they're a live dog against San Jose State. In fact, I think they're going to beat San Jose State outright. Thor, it's always going to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, boys. Yep, you got it. Hopefully it gets happier out there in Minnesota. At, uh, this <laughs> we <way>. need it. <laughs> uh, right now, the Colts have taken back over, and the uh, Vikings were forced to uh, punt that thing away. So I'll give you our update, but uh, it's getting pretty sad. I don't think I can do it anymore. All right, we'll take our break. We come back. Uh, we'll give you updates on college hoops. So this game against Gonzaga and Alabama is getting pretty interesting. It's super tight. It's a one-possession game the entire way. So we'll see if Alabama get their way back into this matchup. We continue to look at the later games, too, because we got kickoffs coming up in the National Football League and in bowl games all around the country. Make sure you hit up com as well. Find out everything we have to offer and sign up for our holiday package as well. It's a pretty cheap deal. We'll come back. Got a lot more left to get to here on Live Bet Saturday. Saturday on v the Sports Hey folks, a reminder for you, if you need like a holiday gift or anything like that, v Pro subscriptions are the way to go. Become a v Pro subscriber. 79 bucks to get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You'll also receive $20 to buy v sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests and tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every bowl game. Limited time offers, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, Danny, give us the breakdown here. I know you're a big uh, cricket celebration bowl guy. So uh, what's happening between Jackson <laughs> State and NC Central? So NC Central pushing the ball right now. They got second and goal. They're up 23-21 to 21 over Jackson State. So, hey, if you believe uh, Sanders in the last game, baby, you believe this team one more time, if they can punch it in uh, North Carolina Central here, then uh, maybe you can look for Jackson State to bounce back. You know, it's more entertaining than this Vikings and Colts game now. So I'll just be waiting on updates for you to tell me about how Kirk Cousins has thrown another interception, I'm sure. So um, that's an unfair I'll, I'll shot. I'll keep you updated for that game then, and you got that one. It's an unfair <laughs> shot because uh, the Colts have the ball, actually. Third and five, uh, Indianapolis with a 30 to nothing lead. And I think they're on the Minnesota, we'll call it 17-yard line, something like that. Uh, so they are driving. They have a 
I think we got like an 11 play drive. It was 11 play drive going 63 yards. Maybe it's a little bit less than that. I could be misreading that. There's a massive tripod in my sight line when it comes to one of those numbers. Uh, but regardless, I mean, look, I think we're done kind of painting the picture of Minnesota getting back into this thing. Now this game becomes about the total and what's going to happen with that. And if Minnesota is going to start to pull their weight from a total standpoint, although I mean, the way that Indianapolis is scoring here in every single facet of the game, it might be enough that Indianapolis uh, could push this thing over the total themselves if they can get this to 37 to nothing at halftime. Could you? Okay, this is a this is a terrible game. Would you be interested in whatever the halftime line would be for Minnesota? Second half, can you can I get you back on the horse? Honestly, no. I, I just don't want to be associated with anything with Minnesota. But also in a real sense, too, JVT, I mean, like, everybody's going to give up on the Vikings. They don't have anything to play for. Even if you get in the reserves for the Colts, they have momentum and energy and want to showcase what they can do out there and take advantage of a beaten-up, depleted Minnesota defense. So I think it's – I'm not expecting, like, the Colts to just drop, like, three touchdowns in the second half. But I guess I would just lean toward them more so than I would with Minnesota – I don't know, man. I just, there's nothing that I'd want to do with this team right now. And, uh, yeah, it's just so gross all around. I'll, I hope the Colts do score, though, whether they're going to settle for a field goal now. But that would have kind of aided our sense of going for this total under. Uh, but now I'm seeing, like, 55 in the hook. Uh, we'll, we'll wait to see what can happen, though, still. I kind of want to, I, I think that would be my avenue, still, looking at this total under. All right, and, and uh, the game of the day for Danny, uh, NC Central, is going to get stuffed here. And uh, not going it's to get big, a touchdown baby. on a third and goal. It's big. What do you got here? What's going on? What, what are we watching? <laughs> no, I was just looking to get involved with Jackson State potentially from a uh, you know pure board slash narrative standpoint. But no, actually they you know they came in in the favorite obviously, and that was a huge stop for Jackson State. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, plenty of time. They got a whole quarter here. A lot more entertaining than what's happening in Minneapolis. So uh, yeah, I'm locked into this game now, baby. Do you want an update between Gonzaga and Alabama? I do want an update. Yeah, let me know. So it looked like Gonzaga was actually going to pull away with this thing. Uh, it was 66-57 to 57 after a Julian Strother made three-point attempt, and it looked like, oh, okay, well, maybe Alabama doesn't have it uh, left in the tank. Uh, no, they still do. Quick little 6 nothing spurt, and Alabama has cut this thing 66-63. Brandon Miller hits a three to cut that to a three-point deficit. So Alabama currently outscoring Gonzaga in the second half, 21-19. to 19. So again, if, uh, for those who don't remember, actually closed as one-and-a-half-point favorites for the second half Alabama did in this game. So that is uh, at stake. We have a relatively high-scoring second half as well, already 40 points here. Uh, the second half total, I think, was 86-and-a-half, if I remember correctly. So on the way to potentially covering that because you'll still have 13, uh, 39 left to go in the second. But Alabama looked like they were going to start to let go of the rope. Not the case. They get back into this thing. They've cut down on the turnovers too. How many? Do you remember how many turnovers they had at the, uh, at the half? Was it? Yeah, it was. It was fourteen for Alabama, and I think three for Gonzaga. Yep. Well, it's a three-one edge for. I guess the edge would be for the team not turning it over. So it's a three-one edge for Alabama and turnovers. Uh, Gonzaga's turned it over three times here in this half. Alabama just one time. So that's a pretty big difference. And one of the things too that has been kind of um, irritating, I would say, Alabama to a certain extent, it is the nature of some of the turnovers, right? Offensive fouls, things like that. Uh, well, finally, Gonzaga got called for a couple there in that half. So uh, something that the Crimson Tide faithful very much seem to be happy about. Ooh, big return, huh? Big kickoff return for Jackson State. What are we doing here, huh? 26-21, 16 seconds left to go in the Celebration Bowl. We're big, we're big Celebration Bowl guys here uh, on, the, uh, on Live Bet Saturday, <laughs> as we know. All right, let's throw these up. Um, the crew behind the glass uh, did a tremendous job in putting together. This is a list of uh, key opt-outs, we'll call them, I guess, uh, some key opt-outs for you guys to keep your eyes on or just to be informed of when it comes to these bowl games as we look and transfer portal guys. And this is big because you know what's interesting, too? Look at the names of these guys. We're talking about Spencer Sanders, former Okie State quarterback. Yeah, Graham Mertz, I guess. Keaton Slovis, Drew Pine, DJ Uyangalale, Alex Padilla, all hitting the transfer portal. This was widely regarded. I'm not sure how big you are in like transfer portal and like recruiting stuff, Danny. But this was because, you know, a lot of these guys were COVID year guys and the transfer portal now with NIL and things like that. These guys didn't really get their crack at it. This is essentially these dudes hitting the market as we, we can go to the second page, like hitting the market and trying to test their value. This is big. And you have some pretty big names that are doing it. Uh, but these are now opt outs. Jackson Smith and Jigba, as we know, Bijan Robinson, Michael Mayer, uh, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, Will Levis, Aiden O'Connell, Charlie Jones. Those last two, of course, playing for Purdue. Uh, but those are the opt-outs for bowl games. But the transfer portal list, too, 
It's pretty big for the grand scheme of college football next year. Those are like power rating shifting, future shifting uh, type names that could land at certain programs. Yeah, I like how you chuckled at uh, Graham Mertz. That uh, that made me a little bit happy. Always just poking. I mean, fun we'll at always Mertz. have we'll always have the first start <laughs> against Illinois, right? We'll always have that first. That's start. right. Yeah, and then uh, Padilla from Iowa. He's going to be opting out. You know, finally oh, they're going to be done with. Um, uh, with Petrus, they got uh, they got uh, who is it from uh, uh, Michigan's coming over. I'm blanking on his name. The, uh, no, yeah, Kate yes, McNamara, Kate McNamara. Yeah. That's who it is. Thank you to Elliot, our producer. So yeah, uh, we'll see what Iowa can do in that mix. Drew Pine leaving Notre Dame. Notre Dame's missing him, and then they're going to be missing their top tight end. So hey, that's going to be notable for uh, Notre Dame looking into the bull stretch. And same with Purdue, which we already know, and you know that line's moved so much because you're missing O'Connell, a receiver, and then obviously Jeff Brom. Uh, leaving for a different position. So, uh, yeah, what that line's at, like, 14 now in that bowl game. But this is – I'm glad we do such a great job of this at Visa because it's very hard to keep track of it. But, you know, everybody does a really good contribution in terms of really just updating that and and telling you who the notable opt-outs are and the transfers. But you're right. It's something you always got to be cognizant about. And you're looking at these games and go, why did this happen? And you're like, oh, it's probably because someone's not playing. And then it's kind of frustrating in another sense with, like, a team like L. Alabama when you're still kind of waiting to hear some of the news of that and unsure of how to bet the game. Uh, well, we got that news, and I was actually going to bring that up because I took a gamble. Um, I bet K-State plus three and a half. Why in the world would Will Anderson and Bryce Young play in the the, uh, right. the Sugar Bowl? When the, yeah. That's not going to happen. Uh, it is. They're going to play. So um, Alabama now up to a six-point favorite in that game. Some spots got as high as six and a half. Uh, K-State, look, I will say this. Um, if you're not involved, K-State still is wildly motivated coming off of a Big 12 title. They want to put a stamp on the season. Alabama, look, this is where it gets interesting, Danny, because Alabama clearly has been an overvalued team by the betting market. But is this a number under six? Like, think about this. At the beginning of the year, if we were playing in a non-conference match between Alabama and Kansas State on a neutral, Alabama would only be laying six. Really. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe this is the time where the market discount is low enough that Alabama would be the side. Yeah, I guess so. Man, that's tough. I don't. I mean, what do you like from your standpoint? I mean, do you almost like? Are you going to consider trying to like get back in Alabama in some capacity? Maybe not pre-flop, but from an in-game spot, if if you could kind of get off your Kansas State number. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm going to watch the game and see what it's like and. You know, look, it's a bad bet, but that doesn't mean bad bets don't cash. So there's a shot that maybe I can still get away with, you know, catching three in a game that's going to close six or six and a half. But yes, I'll be watching that. And I'm just like, again, it's great that they play, but Bryce Young and Will Anderson have much higher aspirations. Some of these guys on this squad do too. And this was a team that was looking, we thought that this was like the collective we, this was supposed to be the most talented Alabama team that Nick Saban arguably had in his career at Alabama. And yet here they are with two losses playing Kansas State in a bowl that doesn't really mean anything. Like, I just wonder from that motivational standpoint, for all from a market and a number standpoint, it seems like a discount. Just wonder how that, you know, maybe holds Alabama down a little bit in this game, right? Yeah, for sure. And that one could potentially be a shootout too, right? I mean, even if you're in there I mean, on the defensive side and you're Will Anderson, I mean, how much are you really going to be putting your body on the line for every single play? And I know you can't go half speed in football, but uh, still there is a little bit different sentiment. But hey, if you're playing and you're a top draft pick, you're probably going all out. But it's kind of a uh, an odd decision. I know a lot of people root for it and typically I am for it, but like you said, I mean, I'm very shocked. I mean, when you're when you're a team like Alabama that always has the expectations set even higher and you didn't go there, I don't know why you're playing in this game. All we need is, uh, what do you think, Elliot? Six interceptions from Bryce Young and, like, really bad attitude. Just drop down those draft boards, baby. Let's go. go. Just drop down. All right, we'll come back, wrap up Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager and receive up to $25 back if you miss just one leg. Just opt into the promotion at BetMGM's website. One-game parlay can make selections within a single game and then including team and player props. Go ahead, take your favorite NBA star to score big, home team to cover, over in points, opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 back. Uh, 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued. There's non-withdrawable free bets for site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from missing. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. All right, so Gonzaga, it looks like they're distancing themselves here. After Alabama cut this thing down to three, um, Alabama, excuse me, Gonzaga went on a little 6 nothing spurt, and Alabama's trying to claw their way back in. But right now, it's an eight-point deficit with a free throw coming. 79, oh, excuse me, 10-point deficit. I thought that was going to get them to eight. 79-69, so it's a 10-point deficit with a free throw attempt coming. All right, Danny, before we get out of here, as we're waiting, by the way, they're showing ha- highlights during this uh, Colts game. I call them highlights. There is nothing you, we have actually, I've brought this up on the show before, right? The glory that is NCAA football and like the all mascots, um, mm-hmm. you know, game that you could play on the old school NCAA football games. They also just showed highlights. One of the other joys I have in life, watching mascots destroy little children. Uh, those are, <laughs> those are incredible videos. And they just showed a, uh, a game of, it looked like, who's the, uh, who's the Phillies mascot? Oh, yeah, I the fanatic. It looked like a fanatic type body. Just oh, wrecking okay, okay. shop over three small children, maybe the age of six or seven. So absolutely tremendous stuff. With that, let's talk about the National Football League. I will give you the floor first, my friend. Uh, what do you have at the top of your list for tomorrow's NFL card? Ooh, for tomorrow. You know, honestly, JVT, I really didn't have that much action uh, for okay, this week. I just, <laughs> I just had some strong leads. Um, I did have one other prop that I was, well, actually, I guess it added up to two now because I made a late addition. But uh, the other props that I had, I'm just kind of pulling up some of my notes here. Uh, David Montgomery over his rushing yards, 56 and a half, JVT. I, look, you're going against a Philadelphia Eagles defense, and their weakest part of their defense is their running defense. That's really the weakest part of their entire team. And if you look back at recent sample sizes and just opponents that they've played, teams who have covered and kept it close, have run the ball very efficiently. I mean, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys did that with Ezekiel Elliott getting over 80 rushing yards. Damian Pierce and the Texans covered, even though it was double digits, they covered, and Pierce had like a buck 36 on the ground. Uh, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson had like over 30 rushing attempts combined, and they won that game outright. So there is a way to keep it close, and that's what the Bears do, right? They run the ball the most throughout the entire NFL, about 35 times per game. So you get David Montgomery, the guy who over the past three games is averaging 15 carries for 69 rushing yards, 4.6 yards per carry. 
I think him over 56 and a half is a viable play. The Eagles are allowing opposing tailbacks 4.7 yards per carry, which ranks 28th in the National Football League. So if you keep that philosophy going, I think that's the way you should approach it with David Montgomery in a prop for the Bears against the Eagles. So that's one that I did for that game. Another one that I did just add throughout the course of this show, JBT, uh, I did James Conner over 63 and a half. Most books had like 67 or 70, but uh, one of the books out here in Illinois had it as low as 63 and a half with the over at minus 117. So as good as Denver's defense is, they're actually pretty poor against the run. They're allowing opponents 4.4 yards per carry. They're 17th against the run at about 118 rushing yards against them per game. They rank 17th in DVOA run defense, third against the pass. Now, James Conner, since week 13, has accumulated 205 rushing yards on 40 attempts. He's also scored four rushing touchdowns in his past four games, so keep that in mind, too. Uh, but if I said if the number came out to, like, 63 in the hook, which it ended up doing, that that would be the go sign. So I play that because he got Colt McCoy there. You're probably not going to pass it as much as you would in the first place with a backup, and you're going against a really good Denver pass defense. So give it to the hot hand in James Conner. I think he'll get a lot of the work, too. So I have him over 63 and a half rush yards. Danny, he told me he didn't have that much, and then he just started talking for, like, four minutes. Yeah, sorry, but I just had to rifle out all the stats. Just those two props. So <laughs> well, that's I, I don't got that much. I don't got that much. Here's a here's a nuanced and detailed explanation of everything that I've got. Uh, no, I, I think uh, I like everything that you have. I was going to throw something at you and get your thoughts on it. So I have, I, I bet the Jags um, catching five against um, Dallas. And this thing's down to like, what are we talking, like, like four now or something in that range uh, for Jacksonville. I actually think, so a lot of people would look at that and go, oh, okay, well, yes, because the, the Cowboys barely beat the Houston Texans, so thus they're going to be a bet against team. I actually don't really care about last week for Dallas in this game. My thought process is, first off, Jacksonville has the weapons to kind of neutralize this pass rush for Dallas in that, you know, Trevor Lawrence has the fourth lowest time to throw here in the NFL, and that means he gets rid of the ball quickly, just about two and a half seconds per throw. That uh, This is like two, three steps out, two, three steps out, like they know exactly what they want to do, um, this offense is designed to do exactly that. He's actually got one of the lowest pressure rates among qualified quarterbacks in the NFL because of the way they run their offense. I think that's a really big thing in terms of negating the pass rush of the Dallas Cowboys. And on the flip side, you know, quietly throughout the entire season, Danny, this has been a top seven rush defense by a lot of different metrics. Uh, the Dallas, excuse me, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to play that run game relatively well. I think against Dallas, I thought all of that put together led to a play on five, which I thought, yeah, it's kind of a dead number. Maybe people will lay it, but I think more often than not, that heads back toward Jacksonville, and that's been the case. So, yes, there is some value in that uh, that number at five. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but I think Jacksonville's pretty live here again, and we should not discredit. Jacksonville should be motivated, Danny. They beat the, they beat the snot out of – I was going to say something else. They beat the snot out of Tennessee, right? Tennessee's falling apart. There is a minute chance if Jacksonville can take care of business over the course of the rest of their schedule, they have Dallas this week, the New York Jets next week, the Texans after that, that in week 18, their game against Tennessee could be for the AFC South. It's insane to think that, but then again, it's been pretty insane to think about a lot of things. Oh, how about that? Jackson State touchdown on third and goal from deep. Sorry, I had to update you on that. I know you've been looking forward to it. Um, but, you know, that game is kind of one of those where I just – Really want nothing to do with, but I do think I would lean on your side. It's just that the Jags have kind of killed me in several instances because I've been looking to fade them because I haven't bought into them because Trevor Lawrence seemed like he was plateauing for a majority of the beginning stages of the season, really up until three weeks ago. And the offensive line doesn't help him out, but he's been able to overcome that, like you said, getting rid of the ball very quickly. And his receivers have been solid. Uh, the defense also, as you mentioned, has been sustainable against the run. They've been containing that damage. So uh, I don't know. They've impressed me. I, I got to be honest. I mean, they've just proved me wrong like a couple of times that I've gone against them. And, and I don't think I really got involved with anything for that Tennessee Jacksonville spot. But uh, man, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is finally starting to progress and look like the quarterback. We thought he would kind of go into that territory of being this season. It's just that like. Dallas should be able to cover this game, JVT, but they're almost, and they're not, I don't want to completely compare them, like, but they're almost like Minnesota where 
Sometimes they make it harder on themselves than they need to. And sometimes they just get all flustered. And offensively, Dak Prescott just does not play like a very talented quarterback, like a starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys should, even though with all the weapons around him. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if that could be the case if they start trailing early, which we've seen them do a lot. I mean, we saw those situations happen a lot last year against this Cowboys team. So if the Jags get some momentum early on, I wouldn't be completely thrown off to see them win outright. But hey, if Dallas's defense can do their job, and as long as Dak isn't really making big mistakes, Dallas should be able to win. Will it be more by the key number of three and where the spread is at right now? Uh, I'm not so sure. But like I always say, if I'm not playing it, I'll be rooting for you, buddy. Tell me why Tennessee, or excuse me, tell me why the Chargers can't cover three against Tennessee. The only reason they can't cover, aside from just them being ridiculous sometimes, is their run defense. They're allowing the most yards per rush attempt, and you're going against Derrick Henry, right? Yep. So that would be the main reason that you lose this game. And because, well, Tennessee's defense, I still like don't really believe it, but you know the numbers will tell you they're actually very strong. But against the pass... They have been struggling against the run, their best in the league in terms of DVOA. But what do the Chargers love to do? Throw the ball. They don't really care to run it. So if you have Mike Williams, you have yes. Keenan Allen, the Chargers should win and cover this game. If Staley makes adjustments like he did against Tua and does that against Henry in a very average quarterback in Tannehill, they should cover. But the reason they wouldn't is if Henry gets like a buck 50 on the ground. Sorry, I let out an audible yes because Drew Timmy finally got called for a moving screen. Um First time in this game, although it was like the 20th moving screen that he has uh, put up there. All right, I'm not mad. It's fine. 33 nothing. Minnesota's trailing Indianapolis. So the guys for the rest of the way will have the end of this game on Live Bet Saturday and, of course, uh, the rest of the NFL card, too, because we got two other games that will kick off later today. A really quick reset of those. Browns, a three-point favorite right now with a total of 38.5 at BetMGM. The Bills, a seven-point favorite with a total of 43.5 in that contest, too. So we got two more NFL games. we got a card stacked. With college basketball, the NBA. Oh, should note, it's not the massive thing in the world, but Luka Doncic will not play today for the excuse me for the Dallas Mavericks against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So adjust accordingly as the market has. Danny, always good to talk to you, buddy. We'll catch up again next week. Absolutely. Take care, my friend. All right, to the guys, uh, we hand it off for the rest of Live Bet Saturday. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.